Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When we do our Sunday night gig, little shorty show after the low the many hours of Ion football, um... Sep, my producer, and I always try and get someone who is the either knowledgeable on the most exciting game played earlier in the day or the most impressive game played earlier in the day. This time it's the most impressive because if you ask me what the Baltimore Ravens did to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers today, uh, caught me off guard. Uh, I've been a Raven guy, and I picked the Ravens to be a playoff team this year, even with all the injuries they suffered at the beginning of the season because I'm not big a fan of their coach, and I think their defense is outstanding. It's better than I thought it was, to be truthful with you. So uh, I wanted to get someone on to talk about what the Ravens did today. So Shep was able to procure the services of Jason Schaefer, the Baltimore Sun, who, uh, Jonas Schaefer, who uh, was with us about Oh, shoot. Jonas, how, how long? Three or four weeks ago was the last time we had you on after the Ravens did something, and I said, damn, we got to get somebody on for Baltimore. Yeah, that would have been the uh, Detroit game, right, because we were talking about Justin Tucker's incredible leg. <laughs> That's very true. And, oh, by the way, they didn't even need Justin Tucker today. Yeah, he made a couple of field goals, but that was beside the point. Uh, damn, did their defense turn it up today? What did they do that completely took the Chargers off their offensive game? Man, they flipped the switch because you expected this Chargers offense. You know, Mike Williams was hurting, which I think is an important caveat right at the top. I mean, he's their big play guy. He's their field stretcher. A really nice compliment to Keenan Allen. And he was obviously dinged up today, kind of left the field at one point. But the Ravens allowed, you know, Carson Wentz to throw for over 400 yards six days ago. And here comes Justin Herbert. Obviously, the cross-country trip doesn't help, but, you know, you'd expect him coming off the performance that he showed against Cleveland to really, you know, do a number on this Ravens secondary. But uh, the Ravens got back to Sean Elliott, who's, you know, very much a local leader in the back end of that safety spot. And sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, all the pieces fit in the right way. And I think we saw that today. Um, you know, Marlon Humphrey did a great, great job on Keenan Allen. Anthony Averin, Averitt bounced back after a really rough game against Indy. The pass rush did enough to kind of keep Justin Herbert off balance. And that, that, you know, that run defense was able to really bottle up the Chargers and force a lot of third and longs, a lot of fourth and longs. And, you know, Justin Herbert only one time before today had he finished with 200 or fewer yards. And I think he only had about 190, 195. So just a huge credit to the Ravens, uh, you know, finishing with the season low in yards themselves. But, didn't matter because LA also finished with their own season, with their own season level yardage. You mentioned the fact that Humphrey did a really good job on Keenan Allen, uh, one of the best corners in football, going against one of the best wide receivers in football. 
did they match up mano a mano? Was it uh, the, the the Ravens play zone and uh, keep their guys on specific sides of the field, or did he go and follow uh, Allen wherever he went um, to to basically shut him down on a day where uh, if they didn't have him catching passes, the Chargers had no chance. Yes, yeah, good question. I didn't wasn't keeping super close track. I know the Ravens are a more man heavy team than a lot of other defenses. Um, I know he was definitely matched up on him early, uh, but I couldn't give you a sense for for just where okay. where he went all the time. I do know that like at one point, you know, Keenan Allen went, you know, basically the second and third quarter without getting a target. So how much of that is Marlon Humphrey? How much of that is just a, a really buttoned up zone defense? I can't say, but you know, these, you know, that's the kind of receiver that Marlon Humphrey does really, really well against the guy who can't physically overwhelm him, but you know, just is, is savvier than the rest. And I think Marlon Humphrey. Needed a bounce back performance, and he really delivered it. Yeah, I still think he's one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League, and I'm not surprised he did what he did today. Um, I was a little surprised that they ran the ball as effectively as they did. Now, the Chargers came off a game where the Browns ran it really effectively with them. I think their defense still has something to prove, but uh, with Freeman and Murray and even Le'Veon Bell chipping a little bit uh, and Hundley, the ex-Eagle late, um, they, when you think Ravens rushing with all the injuries they had in the uh, with, before the season started, the running back position, you'd think Lamar would be their number one rusher. Well, he wasn't today for a change. Devontae Freeman actually uh, out uh, gained it by two yards. How is the Ravens running game working as well as it is with all these guys who just basically got there in the last 10 minutes? Well, you know, that's the that's kind of the strategy of the Chargers that they they want to take away the back end. They want to give up the small stuff. They, they, um, you know, they are more scared about the pass and the run. And uh, so it wasn't a surprise to me actually that the Ravens were able to, to make something work. I think they averaged about five yards carry overall. Finished with close to 200 rushing yards total. Um, they just took what the Chargers gave them. Um, obviously, it wasn't a great, great day for the offense. Uh, the Chargers, like I mentioned, uh, whenever the Ravens used play action, which they they used pretty liberally, they. They did a good job of kind of clogging up the back end, so we didn't see any of the big shots that Lamar usually takes downfield. The guys like Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Devin Duvernay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I think it was an encouraging game for the Ravens, especially after they got really limited against Indy. You know, that was a game, of course, that they won with Lamar Jackson setting a franchise franchise record for passing yards. So, I don't know if they've really turned the corner. I think Le'Veon Bell looked, you know, pretty slow out there. I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, you know, even if Latavius Murray is out for a couple of weeks with an ankle injury that he you know, turned up today, uh, that Tyson Williams gets a, you know, an elevation for perhaps a, you know, the starting role that he had earlier in the season. So um, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement there. But with Lamar Jackson at quarterback and Greg Roman, you know, drawing up the schemes, I think you know, the ceiling uh, or the floor rather is only so low. And uh, I think we're finally see, starting to see them go back to what they could and should be overall as a run offense. Is Williams close to coming back? Because, uh, yeah, I remember in the preseason he was a guy who grabbed some attention. Um, and then when he suffered all the injuries, he kind of moved up the uh, pecking order pretty damn quick. But he has uh, been hurt. Is he close to returning to their lineup and becoming a key guy? You know, if Latavius Murray can't go, then it's an obvious he's an obvious call-up. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, uh, Demonte Freeman, uh, you know, is not exactly a you know spring chicken. I think 29 years old at this point. He's uh, not the dynamic player he was in Atlanta. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't really you know show the explosiveness that he did early in his career. I think he only had about you know six carries for seven, 17 yards, something like that. So 
it has been a, a you know a uh, a bone of contention I'd say for a lot of Ravens fans that Tyson Williams has basically been a healthy scratch two of the last three weeks. He definitely hasn't been the explosive guy that we saw in the preseason or even that we saw in uh, Las Vegas or against Kansas City. Some of that just might be you know the speed of first string NFL defenses kind of catching up to him. Some of that just might not be uh, having the polish to you know hold up in pass protection like a Le'Veon Bell or Latavius Murray can. Um, some of it is just ball protection. But I think if you consider the state of that offense, the state of that running back room, he has the, the highest floor uh, and probably also the lowest ceiling at this point just because of his lack of experience. So I, I wouldn't expect him to be on the sideline for long, and I think that's probably going to be for the benefit of the Ravens' offense in the, long, in the long haul. And they didn't even get a big game out of Marquise Brown, who is their most talented and productive wide receiver. Oh, they got another big game out of their tight end, Mr. Andrews who, I'm sorry, if I'm another defensive uh, coordinator matching up against the Ravens, uh, first thing is we got to know where Lamar is at all times and we can't <laughs> let him beat us with his legs. Second thing is we, we have to cover Andrews. Uh, we need to take him out of the game. We want to make Lamar not only throw it, but throw it downfield a little bit. And Andrews just sits in the middle of the field. He gets open. He catches everything that comes his way. How do teams not shut him down? Uh, there are some very good and talented and athletic tight ends. And I'm not saying Andrews isn't at athletic. He's just not as athletic as some of the other tight ends in the league. But yet he makes plays week in and week out. Why do teams let him be- beat them? I think, you know, we're probably reaching a point now where we're going to have to start making Lamar mark comparisons to Mahomes and Kelsey and you know I don't think it's gotten to that point but the one thing I'll say for defending the Ravens offense that you maybe can't say about defending the Chiefs offense is a lot of defenses just don't even consider going man-to-man against the Ravens because all it takes is one you know bad pass rush lane for Lamar to go for an easy 15 20 maybe 30 yard scramble a lot of teams want to play zone defense all game and that works to Lamar's advantage and to Mark Andrews' advantage because he is so good right now at finding the soft spots in those defenses. He just knows it like the back of his hand, and he knows that as soon as he gets open, Lamar's going to be looking for him. So it's really just a pick-your-poison scenario for, for those two guys. I mean, Lamar's talked about their relationship as one uh, kind of like street ball where, you know, just get open, man, I'm going to throw it to you. And I, I think, you know, at one point today, and this might be the case for these past two games, but something like, 19 targets, 16 completions, 180-something yards over the past two games, which is just elite production for uh, one of the NFL's most dependable connections in the game right now. Kind of a weird schedule for the Ravens. Uh, Of course, they lost that very tough opener on Monday night to, to Vegas out in Vegas, and now they've ripped off five in a row. But they haven't played a division game yet. That ends nope. next week when they take on Cincinnati at home. And Cincinnati right now is the closest pursuant in the division at 4-2. and two. Then they go a couple more weeks again without playing uh, divisional foe. Then you got that wild Cleveland-Pittsburgh-Cleveland section of the schedule. The Ravens are the class of this division, are they not? I think so. I think so. But if they want to prove that for the first half of the season, then they need to go and win and beat Cincinnati. I mean, they've they've really had the Bengals number under the Lamar Jackson era, um, you know, more than other any other AFC North opponent. But, you know, the craziest thing about this matchup is that if you told me in week one that it would be the Bengals and not the Ravens, not the Steelers, not the Browns, but Cincinnati, that would have the AFC North's best defense, I would have told you you were crazy. But after what they did today, after what they've done for the first you know, month and a half of the season, 
it's, it's the absolute truth. I think they were, you know, top 10 in defensive DVOA. If you look at football outsiders numbers, they really have a couple good pass rushers up front. They've gotten a lot of impressive play in the back end. And the Ravens might have a kind of Colts-esque challenge uh, in terms of running the ball. So that's going to really put the onus on Lamar to not only hang in the pocket, but also to deliver some, some good balls. So uh, I don't know if uh, Joe Burrow and his lack of arm strength is going to be all that scary after what the Ravens went through today. Uh, but, man, that, that defense uh, is, is legit, and it could be a really, really interesting game next week in Baltimore. Speaking of defense, and I know that nobody in Baltimore wants to think about this, and you shouldn't. You're 5-1, and one, off to a great start, looking like one of the best teams in the AFC, but there's always next year, and uh, with the way their defense is playing right now. I know he's been in the mix for a couple of head coaching gigs over the last couple of years, but he hasn't got one. Is this the season that the Ravens' defense is so good that Wink Martindale gets his ch- uh, chance at uh, being a head coach somewhere else? You would think that if fairness would dictate that, you know, coaching decisions, then then he would at least get an interview. I, I think he's just gotten one over the past couple of years, and that's it. Um, I, it is shocking that he's been as overlooked as he has been when you consider that defensive performance from year to year is a lot more variable. It's a lot more erratic than offensive uh, performance. And year after year, he has that defense top five, top 10, the NFL, you know, in the interest of fairness, the Ravens have invested a lot more in their defense than they have in their offense. And they've been able to get away with it because having Lamar Jackson on a rookie contract is, you know, the biggest cheat code in the game, but he's been able to, 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 you know, put in a lot of really interesting game wrinkles, been able to, been able to do a lot of stuff. And, if this defense can get turned around and become a top 10 unit by the end of the season, despite not having Marcus Peters, one of the NFL's best ball Hawks, it, it might have been, you know, the best performance of his career. So uh, obviously offensive coordinators, offensive play callers are always going to be the rage in this modern age of the NFL, but there's something to be said for uh, guys who just know how to drop a defense that limits Justin freaking Herbert to 200 to you know, 200 yards. And the thing that has impressed me, and maybe I look at it differently than other people, Two years ago, they lose Mosley, and he just takes too big an offer to go elsewhere and ends up with the Jets, and they still play one of the best defenses in the NFL. Last year, they lose Judon, and he goes to New England, and they jump into the free agent pool for the first time, and they replace him as well. It's the fact that, while you're right, they uh, put more resources into the defense, they needed to because they've lost all pro-level players, and they still find guys to step in and give them similar-type production. That, to me, tells you the uh, organization and specifically the defensive coordinator is doing an outstanding job. Yeah, and they've, they've really made an emphasis to when they're drafting to get guys who can do a lot, who can do a lot of interesting things, especially athletically. Now, obviously, it doesn't always pan out. I mean, Patrick Queen might be on the verge of losing his job. He was a first-round pick a year ago. He was a little bit banged up today. Uh, you Josh Bynes, who was a practice squad player to start the season, comes in and maybe has the best performance by a linebacker all season, which uh, is uh, a little bit scary for, for Patrick Queen's, you know, uh, prospects this season. But Adafi Owe comes in the first, comes in as the first round pick. Already has a lot more sacks than he did hit at last at Penn State last season. He's doing a great job rushing the, uh, the passer, doing a great job as a run defender, but dropping in the coverage. Brandon Stevens, a third round pick out of SMU, you know, a guy who uh, the Ravens surprised a lot of people with by taking him. He was not really seen as a day two guy, but. He's been able to come in, get a couple starts, be a really interesting kind of chess piece with his athleticism and his willingness to just kind of stick his head in there and, and do the, the nasty stuff on defense. So 
Um, it is a defense that's relying on a lot of veteran pieces, guys like Marlon Humphrey, Calais Campbell, et cetera, et cetera, but also that they would not have gotten uh, the job done today uh, without the, uh, the young boys stepping up the way that they did as well. Jonas, continue to enjoy the season. The Ravens are looking as good as anybody in the AFC right now. Enjoy the role. Thanks for hopping on with us again. Of course, Jerry. Take care, man. Have a good night. My pleasure. That is Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Sun. Covers the Ravens day in and day out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.